Minority Retort on X-Ray FM. X-Ray FM. Jason Lamb. All right, it's Friday morning on X-Ray in the morning. That means it's time for Minority Retort. My name is Jason Lamb. I'm the co-host and co-producer of Minority Retort, the comedy show, which you can see at the Siren Theater. It's an all-people-of-color comedy show. It's hosted by myself, Julia Ramos, and a now-rotating cast of POC comedic characters. And in fact, you can see it tomorrow night at the Siren Theater. For more information, check out sirentheater.com for ticket info and all of the good stuff you can find out about the show tomorrow. But... Here on this show, we don't just talk to comedians and talk about comedy. We also talk about other big things that are going on in the community and done by big players in the community uh, who are POC. And today, I'm so pleased to be joined by my guest, who is an actor currently starring in the Portland Center Stage production of Crossing Minishoshi. It's a pleasure to welcome to the show, Robert I. Mesa. Robert, how are you? I'm good. And yourself? <laughs> good, thanks. Uh, Sorry to be uh, talking to you so early this morning, especially after you had a performance last night. Oh, no, I, I had two performances yesterday. We had a matinee for the kids, and then I did a workshop. I've been doing workshops for the past two weeks, uh, acting workshops with local kids from the high schools and theater groups and everything like that. So, yeah, no, I'd be ha- happy to take your call. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, listen, uh, for folks that uh, haven't seen uh, the show Crossing Minishoshi, uh, and in fact, it, it closes uh, this weekend, so we want to make sure people come out and see it. Um, of course. But for folks who haven't seen it yet, uh, can you tell them what it's all about? So, um, uh, the, the play is a lot to take in. Um, the, it's broken up in two acts. Um, it's a two-hour and then, like, 15-minute play. So the first act... Um, deals with um, how how Sakagawea met Lewis and Clark. Um, That's what we refer to her as. um, um, And telling the true story of her origins, um, which is really interesting. And the playwright, Mary Catherine Nagel, is just, I call her Wonder Woman. (laughs) Um, She's brilliantly crafted the story to... um, um, so where Sacagawea and Lewis and Clark meet on the river, it's called uh, Minnesota, and it ties back into the Dakota Access Pipeline. Um, I don't know if you heard about that. Um, it happened in 2016, um, where the Army Corps of Engineers tried to um, put a pipeline on the reserve there. Um, did you hear about that? I have heard about that. In fact, we've had a few guests on the show that have uh, that have been there. I know you yourself have, have uh, uh, attended that uh, uh, the protests that were happening there. Um, yeah. in 2016. Um, and whom do you play in Crossing Minishoshi? Yeah, um, so in the, the first character I play is Coyote, and I play uh, um, Sakajui's uh, love interest. And then we are all reincarnated. There's six. There's a cast of six, and we are all reincarnated as new characters and bringing it to present time in 2016 during the pipeline. And then my second character that I play... I play a character named Travis, and he is one of the leaders of the protests. And then Sakajui is reincarnated as another character, as um, my love interest now. So, and it tells a story about what actually happened there at the at the camps and everything. And it's a pretty accurate depiction of everything. And um, it's a really um, it's pretty interesting for people who have no clue that it happened. Um, a lot of people 
the only thing they know about it is just from what they saw probably on CNN that did a special for like I don't know 10 minutes in between the weather and sports and people just brushed it off their shoulders and uh, for them to actually see it you know really shown in front of them it's pretty jarring for people um, some people are on board with it and very supportive and some people were actually there at the camps and um, some people you know remember seeing it on certain broadcasts and uh, some people are just kind of just you know in awe of it that that it happened and some people still don't really want to admit that it's happening mm. and uh, and it's interesting with the first act of the play um, the writer she she accurately depicts what Lewis and Clark actually did and um, who how Sacagawea knew Charbonneau and, and, and that are pretty much debunking what we are taught in history and it's interesting seeing younger kids especially native kids because I was taught that you know Lewis and Clark and Charbonneau were these heroes but she did, you know she shows them for who they really were and that's not who they really were you know, Sacagawea was you know, the ultimate Wonder Woman back then. Um, and um, uh, once again, a lot of people don't really want to hear the truth. And which is, that's what's, it's pretty fascinating because as an actor for doing a theater piece or, you know, for you know, doing comedy or, you know, even musicians or whatever, if somebody leaves halfway during the show, you're kind of like, oh man, I, I bombed that. But no, it's the opposite for us because we're, we're doing our job, we're servicing a story that's, extremely important and it's more accurate than what we've been taught and people don't really want to come to terms with that so and it's written by an actual Native American so that's a bit jarring for people because you know so I've had the pleasure of having uh, Mary Catherine Nagel on the show last year um, yeah. and one of the things you, you refer to her as Wonder Woman um, and yeah. I, I second that uh, yeah. <laughs> one of the things she does very well is drawing the connection between the past and the present and it's something that is so easy to get lost uh in in the modern era and we you know we all have different lives to lead and we're all trying to push forward uh and live in the present moment but push forward to the to the future we don't really think about the connection to the past and why why is this story do you think important to tell now what's that why do you think the story is important to tell tell now um Oh God! It's uh, how much time do you have on that? <laughs> um, it's extremely important because it's um, um, like for for example, for the longest time, you know, we celebrated Christopher Columbus, and now people are really actually finally figuring out that you know what he actually did and all the horrible things and everything like that. And a lot of states now do um, First People's Day, you know, instead or and National Indigenous Peoples Day. Or, um, but it's the same thing with this, it, and it's great for, you know, kids to see it, and it's great for even adults to see it, or, or older natives or older anybody in general, because it shows people what we should have been taught in history books, and it gives everybody another, you know, a whole different thought process with everything that they've been taught, because I was always taught that, you know, and during Thanksgiving, we made like you know headdresses in class, and I always was really confused, like why are we doing this? Then hmm. later on, like it's you know just kind of being brainwashed in a sense and being taught all the wrong things in schools, and that happens with a lot of cult- cultures. So, you know, after a lot of people seeing this play of different races, or hopefully it inspires them to go off and you know tell their own stories of how everything actually did happen. You know, um, instead of it being um, so-called whitewashed, 
um, and for the um, for the second act of the play, it, it you know again it's extremely important because it's a lot of it's a thing that people want to brush under the rug. It's like when people say climate change isn't a real thing, you know, and it's um, yeah, and it it also I think it's extremely important how how all of our native brothers and sisters just stood in solidarity with each other at that at that camp and what everybody did and how much they sacrificed you know kids elders everyone and and it's um yeah it's extremely powerful and another thing that's really important about the second act is that what i will tip my hat off to important center stages for it's like it's very accurate like the characters we look how we look now it's not you know we don't look like uh um Lord of the Ring elves up there with long, beautiful hair running around carrying protest signs. Now we look how we look today, and it's I I I find great joy in that. And um, and the second part, I I I have a, a different accent that I put on, um, but it's actually how people sounded there, how the kids sounded, the ones that um, ran a petition to Obama back in 2016. That's you know, it's pretty, it's it's very real, it's very real, and I really appreciate that. So yeah. Um, it's a lot to do for a show, but it's worth it. So yeah. So I'd like to just dig into a little bit more about what your experience, your own personal experience, was like being there at, at Standing Rock. Um, well, I, go ahead. Well, uh, uh, I was there like right when it started, it, because when I went there, it was when there everybody was putting their um, own nation's flags on the fence, and later on those flags were taken down and that fence was broken and. A lot of things happened on the ride. I went there very, very early on. Um, and then my brother and um, the folks went up there like midway through the protests and helped out at the camp. And then I remember going through different protests like in Santa Fe, New Mexico or in, in L.A. and just everybody, you know, just in different places. Um, but I remember getting supplies and sending it over there. But um, I was there when it was just when people were speaking up about it. And I remember they probably had like a, just a couple of um, like police officers there guarding certain places, um, but that was pretty much it. And then it slowly escalated more and more and it got to the point where um, where they sick dogs on protesters. Or, I mean, um, water protectors, I should say. I, I take back protesters. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they, where they um, sick dogs on people. And then later on it led to rubber bullets it led to people getting shot by water cannons at like two in the morning while it's freezing temperatures and they're shooting kids and elders um with water cannons and i'm I'm pretty sure that was only like a tiny segment on whatever network and people tend to just tune that stuff out and it's just pretty it's horrifying um but um but yeah there's so many stories that happen there there's so many people that have you know different takes on it and what days they were there and um there's one i won't give it away so you have to go watch the play to find out um but there's an incident that happens in the play when we're in the when we're in the future and people it's really um it's really hard to to reenact that because all of us like there's a cast there's a cast of six and the three of us were native and all from different parts of the country and once we read that in the script, like everybody knows where they're at when that happened, 
you know, everybody has a loved one that was there or a friend that was there. Or being waking up to a feed like they're shooting people with water cannons or mm. they're shooting people with rubber bullets and, you know, using tear gas. And, um, yeah, it's just, or they're putting people in cages now for, you know, it's, it's, it's horrifying. Yeah. But it's, um, yeah. But I, I was only, I, I was only there like right at the beginning before it escalated to really what it was. So, yeah. And the tagline for the show, uh, Crossing Minonoshi, is um, protect the water, remember the sacrifice. Yeah. And just from what, the way you're describing what, what happened at Standing Rock and obviously yeah. what, uh, what, what Native and Indigenous people uh, have had to go through the history of this country, I mean, that, that tagline really crosses the bridge between, between eras, or is it really the through line... I guess you could almost say through through history, um, but you mentioned that you know maybe not a lot of people were aware of of what happened at Standing Rock, and or maybe if they were, they you know they they passed by it um, um, between uh, weather and sports on the news, and you know just the nature of things um, yeah. and how the media is. We move on yeah. to the next thing uh, pretty yeah. quickly, but I wonder if you can tell us what is the current. Um, uh, status of of what is going on with with at Standing Rock and uh, and No Dapple and and uh, and the pipeline. Well, you know, I'm not the official official speaker of that, but <laughs> I, I do know that um, I do know that the there was a big leak that happened with whatever went in there. Yeah, there was a huge leak, and um, yeah, and so far I haven't really heard a whole lot about it. But yeah, I just know that you know it, uh, it's. It's just heartbreaking, mm. <laughs> and it's there was a leak that happened, but I'm not too sure what else is happening there right now at the moment. I think I'm not too sure if things settled down, but what I do know is that this is turned into um, because the it was stopped while Obama was still in office, and then once Trump was elected, like within like the first week, he re-signed it back on for mm. it to go through. That was you know. And um, it was, yeah, it was, I don't know, it was horrible. It was yeah. horrible. It was yeah. Everybody, I remember seeing videos of people celebrating there, and then just a few, like, not even a week later, it was like, all right, it's back on again. So, um, but yeah, I, I do know that there was a, a leak there that happened that was pretty bad. And the other thing that's really bad is just that this is just kind of led to a ripple effect of other sacred sites being, you know, trying to be overrun now there's parks in new mexico and um reserve you know reservations i'm from because i'm half navajo from the navajo nation and there's parks there that are being invaded as well that are wanting to be taken over and treaty rights are being broken and it's just it's you know it's a bit of a mess mm. for everyone everyone's you know slowly you know we don't have that much land anymore at all and whatever we do have, it's just being, you know, it's yeah, you know, it's slowly being taken more and more. It's, yeah, and there, are, and the thing about it is like, there's a lot of sacred sites that were disturbed there at Standing Rock, and it's just you know more sacred sites for other tribes are going to slowly be disturbed as well. So mm. it's just yeah. heartbreaking is a great way to describe that. Uh, unfortunately, um, 
Well, with our time left today, and uh, again, our guest yeah. is Robert Imus, uh, actor who's currently starring in the Portland Center Stage production of uh, Across the Minnesota. Um, I want to let our listeners know a little bit more about you. Uh, hmm. In addition to being an actor, you're also a writer and uh, accomplished photographer uh, and yeah. artist. Um, you, a while back, and I'm not certain of the year, but you, you did do an artist in residency for your, uh, your photography in China. And uh, yeah. I wonder if you uh, yeah. wouldn't mind telling us about that experience. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, I was actually, um, I was living in China for about uh, five, six months. Um, but pretty much what that was for was, uh, was um, I did a tour from Shanghai to Hong Kong and just did a, um, just did a tour of, you know, doing photography and teaching, you know, my style of photography because pretty much what I started out back then was black and white images and I color over them by hand. But I started off shooting uh, fancy dancers and um, what, are fa- the, what the fancy dancers are, it's uh, one of the traditional dances that... Um, we do during powwows and then because um, it's broken up to different groups um, fancy shawl dancers jingle dash dancers um, um, traditional dancers and um, and whatever you know tribe you're with you have your own traditional dance and um, yeah I just started photographing that and you know doing showing that to the public and it was noticed and at our choice in Santa Fe, New Mexico and that's how I went to China but what, what was really fascinating about that is that and about as more and more as I traveled the world doing work for acting and photography um, a lot of people think Native Americans are dead in some countries yeah. they, they think that you know we look a certain way and you know the people in China they they're only um you know, reference to us of what we look like is from cowboys and Indian movies, right. you know, riding around horses. We live in teepees. And then when they find out you're Native American, they're like, oh, wow, that's, you know, you know, they have so many questions. And then when I would show them, you know, my photography or a video I've taken, it's just like, they really, really appreciate it. And one thing I did with a lot of my talks, I was reintroducing them to Native Americans as we are. Um, um, yeah, just kind of breaking up tribes, and I remember I had like a little map of the of the U.S. of what tribes are left, and there's a big, there's actually a, it's a pretty disturbing map of how how much Native Americans you know were in this country originally, and how it just rippled down to you know just a tiny little pieces of what we call America now. Yeah, um, I would show that to them, and they would just be kind of you know left in tears because they don't really know. You know, they also are giving false, you know, history of us, you know, so it's just, um, but um, yeah, just, you know, did the shows there, it was very rewarding, a lot of wonderful people, and one thing that was pretty interesting is that our culture and their culture have a lot of, a lot of things in common, and it's pretty, it was kind of mind-blowing because, you know, the way we pray, the way we have respect for each other, it's pretty interesting, and one thing was also, um, Robert, I'm so sorry we were out of time, but uh, I, yeah. I, I, I thank you so much for sharing that today, yeah, and I, I really uh, apologize we ran out of time. I, I no, appreciate you coming on the show, uh, and people should come and check you out uh, this yeah, weekend uh, in Crossing Minnesota at Portland Center yeah. Stage, uh, and check out your website, robertimason.com. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thanks so much. I appreciate you.